I will still be continuing in destination heaven. Amen. And I'm going to pick up at, we stopped off in Acts chapter 1, but I'm going to pick up in the writing where it states, after his last instructions, he was taken up before their eyes in a cloud, received him, disappeared in a cloud, out of their sights. We do know that we're speaking of Jesus when he had left after his 40 days with the disciples for his departure. And as they stood staring into the empty skies, two heavenly witnesses said that the same Jesus Christ that was taken up from you into the heavens will return the same way he left. Not another one, but the same Jesus that was crucified. We need, to we need understanding and awareness when this time finally arrives. There will be no time to get ready. You must be already ready. Did that make sense? Everything is going to happen all of a sudden. Amen. We're going to go to First Corinthians. I went off and left my PowerPoint at home, so I got to use my finger. And sometimes they get too big in the way. Yeah, but we'll manage. Amen. We're going to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 50 through 58. Uh, I, it, it can't help but be small right now, but when I go back to the stream, I make it better. Right now, we're just going to be on the scripture side. Right. We're going to, what a big writing is. Now, this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, neither do it corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. And the, at the last trump, for the trump shall sound, and the dead shall rise incorruptible, and we shall be changed, for this corruption must put on incorruption, and this, this mortality must put on immortality. So when this corruption shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to the pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. 
But thanks be to God which giveth us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brother, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the works of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain, and let the church say amen. Now, when we look at that passage of scripture, this mystery is a secret. It is a secret truth decreed by God and previously hidden, but now revealed. You don't have time to sleep on this revelation. Come on, somebody. Uh, Sometimes we like to snooze a little bit. Come on, somebody. Hit our snooze button. Get five more minutes. As if those five more minutes going to make a difference. But you ain't going to be able to sleep on this one. Come on, somebody. You can't sleep on this revelation because the change is coming a wondrous transformation that would happen in a moment in a blink of an eye by the God of creation. Now, <clears throat> there's no way in the world if you're not ready that you're going to be able to get ready before that blink. Huh? Because it's going to happen this is going to happen quickly. And you know, and I was reading that when it said at the last trump. So that means it had to be another trump sound. And that may be the trump that the dead going to hear and the living is not going to hear. Because the dead is going to have to get up first. And then with the last trump, those that have made themselves ready will hear that trump. And guess what? In the twinkling of an eye, transformation as you go up going to take place. Because you can't take your flesh with you. Come on, somebody. You can't take all your little pride trinklets with you either. Huh? Everything you got, you got to leave. You got to be prepared to leave it behind. Uh-oh, you said something now. Some folks you got to be prepared to leave behind. If you ain't prepared to leave them behind, you're going to have to stay here with them. Uh-oh. And I don't think there's nobody in the house that's ready to give up salvation for somebody. Anybody? <laughs> but no, the first thing they're going to say, see, you don't want to be you. <laughs> Amen. So it's going to happen in the blink of an eye by the God of creation who has previously said, let them be in creation and in war. Now you got to think about that. When God spoke, creation came into existence. When God said it's time to leave, it's going to be time to go. Because it's going to be by the word of God. And God, word of God, do not hesitate. It do not hang around. It do not delay. When it's time, God acts on time. And he's going to be on time. And he's going to show out on time. When he called for the change to take place, it will be without delay. Let me go home and 
and check on my father, my mother. Let me go with my seeing my children all right. Baby, if your children and your daddy and mama ain't all right before God call, guess what? You better say bye-bye. Come on, somebody. You better be thanking God that your number was called. The book said it will happen as fast as you can blink your eyes. You can't get ready at that point, but you got to be ready. Amen. In other words, you got to stop procrastinating. You got to stop putting, oh, Lord, you got to stop putting God off. Because the problem here is not us putting things off because we don't put things off. But we constantly puts God off. Am I in the right house? Can you imagine going about your day and in a moment in a miraculous change take place and the saints that have made themselves ready are raptured or snatched away? And it did say the saints that has made themselves ready even if you were walking with one of them and they were ready and you wasn't, and then you wondered where they went. Uh-oh. And, and the only thing they left behind with you was their dirty clothes. Come on, somebody. What's not, at that point in time, what has not been done won't get done. Everything has got to already be in its place. Every saint of God has got to already be in its place. If you haven't got it done at that particular time, you won't get it done. Amen. This ain't going to be no last moment salvation. This is going to be already planned when he leave from glory, he already got his soul who going and who ain't going. His soul. When he leave heaven, the book has been closed and whoever's going is going and whoever's going to be left is left. Ain't going to be no quick change. The change in time where you change your garments is now. That makes sense? If your house is not in order, your dead cats ain't off the line, guess what? You're going to miss going this, on this home celebration. Now, this is going to be a real home celebration. You know, we go to funerals and we, 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 we play the role of the home going. We, we, everybody got a good home going when you go into the funeral. But this is going to be the real one. Come on, somebody. This one ain't going to be on the stage no more. See, the war we've been doing all these years has been on the stage. We've been stage acting. Well, this is a home going for so-and-so. We've been stage acting. But, baby, this one's going to be the real thing. Amen. The one that has made themselves ready will take off corruption and be clothed with incorruption, you're going to take off your fleshly body that perishes and put on a new spiritual body. You're going to take off this mortal body such that is subject to death and put on immortality. 
living being forever. That which we have been fearful of all our life will be no more. All our life we've been fearful of death. Come on, somebody. How long am I going to live? Come on, somebody. Is it coming quickly? I should have been dead sleeping in my grave. It's always been about death. Come on, somebody. Oh, let the rain, the bright pain hit you. Mommy, I wonder if the real one here. Am I finna go? Come on, somebody. Get enough gas around your chest. Oh, Lord, I'm having a heart attack. We all want to go to heaven, but we just ain't ready to die. Come on, somebody. If the Lord came and said, everybody want to go to heaven, raise your hand. Everybody hand go up. Who ready to die? All of them come down. <laughs> Lamont, because the first thing I'm asking is, is there any other kind of way I can go? Can I do like Enoch? <laughs> Can I step out of that earth and step in the glory? But everybody ain't leaving like you. Come on, somebody. Wish for thinking. All that are in Christ Jesus will be conquerors over the sting of death. Death cannot come to your house anymore because it has no future in your eternal life. You don't have to be scared of death no more. Come on, somebody. Death don't have a place in eternal. Come on now. Now we should have our sights set on Jesus Christ. Set our sights on him returning as the heavenly witness said, the one that told the apostle that that same Jesus, why are you standing there gazing? That same Jesus that you saw leaving, he going to come back in like manner. So guess what? We ought to be looking for the cloud. We ought to be looking for the cloud that he's going to ride on. Because he left on the cloud, he's coming back on the cloud. Our sights ought to be, in other words, you know what he said? Your sights ought to be set on heaven. But we got too much of our sights set on things on the earth. Because we're supposed to be looking for what Jesus is, right? So we ought to be looking for those things that are righteous in God. Because that's where Jesus went. Get ready. For the homegoing celebration, celebration that has been talked about throughout the history of the church. Throughout the history of the church, throughout the history of the Bible, folks have been looking and waiting to go to heaven. Heaven has been everybody's home. So guess what? At some point, somebody must think heaven is real. And it wouldn't be so wild to talk about it wouldn't be so widely discussed in the book. Because the book don't lie. Amen. Come on, somebody. So this heaven that's been widely talked about for thousands of 
years. One day it's going to finally get here. One day that day going to come and who will be able to go or who will be able to stand? Hmm. Oh. Let's go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Verses 13 through 18. Can y'all see the passage scripture clear enough? I hate to wipe out the whole stream. I might not be able to get back there. <laughs> Let's read starting at 13 verse. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another. Oh, you did hear. I know some that got this kind of misconstrued about God bringing them back with him. But I'm going to give you some, some wisdom. You got to go before you can come back. Amen. Come on, sir. Did y'all hear that? You got to go before you can come back. Amen. And you ain't win until he called you up from the grave. Hello, somebody. So this is not nobody, everybody going to heaven as soon as they die. And God going to break. No, 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 baby. You got to die, go to the grave. And then when the horn is blown, then you got to rise and go to glory. And when you come back, that's going to be the second event. Had been of God. So let's don't get it twisted. Because you know we're quick to put everybody in heaven. Hello somebody. So Lord you better not get there before I do. And we're supposed to be going together. I'm the Lord. How did the Lord go before I went? And we supposed to have been called up together. Come on, somebody. Amen. So, don't get it misconstrued. God don't make mistakes in his word. You just got to understand his word. Amen. So, don't be disturbed as unformed believers concerning those who have died in Christ that you keep on grieving for them as the unbelievers do. You can't change their state. When they gone, they gone. And if they died in the Lord, get over it. 
get you some joy that they died in Christ because you can't bring them back and let them die over again. Nothing you can do. You just disrupting your mind and your life because you can't change nothing about theirs. Amen. The grave is not the last word for those who died in Jesus Christ. It's not over. Amen. Come on, somebody. And we got to get that set in our heart that it is not over for the saints of God. If you believe Jesus Christ died and rose from the dead, in the same manner God will cause the dead in Christ to rise at the appointed time. If we are still alive in our natural life and remain in Christ in the church, uh-oh, you got to be in the church to be in Christ. Hello, somebody. We put the church on the back burner, but guess what? The church is your ticket. If you ain't in the church, you ain't going nowhere. Uh-oh. We shall be caught up and meet them in the air. The dead in Christ, if we keep our garments clean, waiting on the coming of the Lord, without warning, the voice of the archangel will sound the trump of God, and the dead in Jesus Christ will hear it and rise first. Mm. They died first. They're going to they gonna get the first rapture. Them that go first, going to be first. Come on, somebody. So guess what? You're going to have to stand in line. And if you still here, if they died in Christ and they're going to leave first, you got a job to make and show that you keep your garments clean because guess what? You won't see them if you don't. You won't meet them if you don't. Man in the right house. We have, we that have our house in order and live an acceptable life before God shall be called up, shall be in the rapture, shall take part in the celebration. Come on, somebody. And it just ain't going to be uh, a celebration that... In America, in America, this gonna be it's gonna be a worldwide celebration to the Jew first, and then to the Gentile. This celebration is gonna be worldwide. This gonna be a phenomenal celebration that the world ain't never knew before. Come on, somebody! Wow, he's coming back from heaven to get his people that have made themselves ready. And are called by his name. It's important whose name is written on you. Come on, somebody. It's important who you have given your heart to. Amen. Because he said, my people that are called by my name. Wow. 
We don't put the emphasis or the importance or the priority on the name as we should. Amen. We still, the world is still stuck on religion instead of Jesus. You put more emphasis on what you call your building than you call your Lord. Amen. You go to the church of Jesus. No. I go to the church of Bethesda around the corner. Who do the Bethesda belong to? Come on now. Who is the one that birthed the church? Why are we giving so much credence to the name of the building than the God of the building? Amen. Come on, somebody. We'll go to Second Chronicle chapter 7, 14. Okay. We're going to read verses 14 and 15. Are we there? And then let's read it slow. Which are called by, by what? Shall humble themselves and pray. Are you still praying? Uh, you ran out of prayers? You don't start pulling out your prayer cloth because you ran out of things to say to God. And seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and oh, now we got to get an audience with God. And the only way that you're going to get an audience with God is you got to pray. And when you're praying to get an audience with God, you got to ask God to what? Forgive me. Because then he said, then I will forgive them their sin. So guess what? you got to acknowledge that you are rotten to the core. And you need some help. Come on, somebody. Instead of you trying to pretty it up. <laughs> and one thing I found out.
you know. And Tina, she just rubs me wrong. God said, I'm going to rub you too. <laughs> Come on now. I sin, Lord. I let it get the best of me, Lord. Come on, somebody. We don't want to tell God what he's doing in us. We want to tell God what he's doing in somebody else. Man, right house. Care what your neighbor did to you. It's what's happening in you. God is not concerned about what's going on in the unbeliever. He is concerned about what's going on in the believer. How are you responding? How are you reacting? How are you doing it? What are you doing? He said, when you turn from the wicked way, oh, Chosen and sanctified this house 
that my, my who? My name may be there forever, and my eyes and my heart shall be there perpetually. Wow. But you want to stretch the name on. <laughs> Come on, somebody. You want to stretch the name and give it a new one. Really think about it, every church that is ever calling on God, Jesus' name ought to be in it. Jesus' name ought to be represented in it. In some form or some fashion. people that are called by my name. Humbleness is required. Huh? You got to humble yourself before the Lord. You got to humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. And in due season, he will lift you up or exalt you. Don't get to exalting yourself. Too many are already doing that. And if the record show, they falling like flies. Some you know and some you don't know. But God know them all. And you are known by your prayer in sincerely seeking God's presence to know God. You got to, God got to hear you. And you got to be known to God by your prayer. Come on, somebody. Don't get God these old shallow prayers and think that your name is, he know who it was, your name was labeled to it. Your, your prayer came so quick and fast, God didn't even see it when it left. Sincere prayer. Them that claim that they need delivery, if you got sincere prayer going up, ain't nothing to stop you from being delivered. Only thing that's stopping you from being delivered is you. Amen. And your shallow prayer. Mm. Man, right house. God has chosen and sanctified the place to meet him, and that's the church. Where his eyes are open and his ears are tinted, seeing and hearing it all. Do you really want God to hear you? You got to come to the sanctified place. You got to come to the place that he has hollered out for his name. 
And he said, that's where he going to meet you at. Uh-oh. No. You rather say your prayer while you walking through Walmart. Some of your prayers ain't been answered because your time is too short. God is saying, hmm, is that all they got to throw up to me and then expect for me to say something? I'm going to act like they ain't said a word. Come on now. Therefore, turning your back on the ways of sin and God will be ready to listen to us and forgive us and heal us, restoring us. Failure is not our destination. No child of God destination is sealed with failure unless they choose to fail. It's a choice. Amen. When the Bible gives us descriptions of the vision of heaven given to John of the end time, our faith should grow stronger in Christ and look forward to his coming with great anticipation, making right choices in our preparation to make it to heaven. We ought to be striving to do whatever it takes to hear God say, well, please. But we don't. Hello, somebody. We don't do it. Because guess what? We don't spend that kind of time. We do not spend that kind of time with God. But we want God to show up big time. Grandiose. Huh? You got five words, but you want God to give you the world. Uh, you got God mixed up with your genie. You just want to take that ball and throw it back out in the ocean so it can go on down there and somebody else can pick it up because it don't work here. Put your message in the bottle, throw it back in the ocean because it don't work here. You need to spend some T-I-M-E with God. Too often, 
We have used God as a part-time look. What? We get a world more time than we get him. Please, don't lay it on your job because I don't know nobody in here that works 24 hours a day. Not a one. At some point in time in your day, you ought to have some time that you can give God. We are approaching that time that if we don't, he's not going to hear us. We can't get instructions and directions because we don't go to the man that has the instructions and direction because guess what? We are too much caught up in our own self. We got our own gender going on. Let's go to Matthew chapter 25, verses 1 through 13. Don't be, in this hour, don't be so much wrapped up in program than you is seeking God. Huh? Come on, somebody. Because I done found out that most of your programs is a show. You want to go and see how good you sing? You want to go see how good you preach? You want to see what, how good of an inspiration I had? to the weighted of the matter. Amen. We're running out of time. We're trying to go to heaven, but we're running out of time. We ain't showing God nothing. Because if it was, he would be talking. And if he ain't talking, you ain't showing Somebody might say, well, I don't hear his voice. If you got the Holy Ghost, you ought to be hearing something. The Holy Ghost ain't got no closed mouth. Uh, the Holy Ghost also knows a closed mouth don't get fed. So you, if you got the Holy Ghost, you should be hearing something. If you ain't doing nothing, that's probably why you ain't hearing nothing. Hello, somebody. You too much up front, and the Holy Ghost is too much in the back. That's why, and the Holy Ghost don't talk to nobody's back. If he can't talk to you face to face, he ain't talking. 
He ain't talking to your back while you on the run. Come on, somebody. Let's read what the scripture said. Then heaven be like unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels and their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight, there was a cry made. Behold, the bride, at the time that you sleeping on God, that's when he going to show up. Come on, somebody. When the time that you shut your service down and give God no more reverence, don't be looking for him to come, that's when he going to show up. Read the book. And the foolish said unto the wise, God, I ain't giving you nothing. Do you hear me? You had the same amount of opportunity and the time to be ready. If you ain't got enough Holy Ghost in you, shame on you. I ain't got none to spare. But no, because they weigh too much, I can't carry them. But go you rather to them that sell and buy for yourself. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Somebody said the door was shut. And after came also those other virgins saying, Lord, Lord, open unto us. But he answered and said, Verily, I say unto you, I know you not. Wow. Now, go back to the 12th verse. Let's not run over this time, because I need you to know what he's going to tell you when you don't do what he wants you to do. Let's read 12 verse. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Man, that's going to be the worst thing you can ever hear from God, is that I don't know you. Huh? Lord, I went to church every Sunday. I still don't know you. Because you gave me no service. Hmm? You were just a pew member. You didn't find nothing for your hands to do. Come on, somebody. You were just there. Under the pretense of the name. Wow. 
and I saw you as an unwise servant. It's going to be a sad day. That God see you in the house of God as an unwise servant. Hell wide open. Care what kind of excuse you come up with. It ain't good enough. It won't float. It won't get you a cup of coffee. Take your excuse and run on down to Starbucks. Because it ain't going to work in glory. Anticipation calls for preparation. If you're anticipating on going back with God, guess what? We'll be working on preparing ourselves to go. Ten young bridesmaids started out together. Ro, there's a lot of them that started out together. Somewhere down the line, they start dropping off. Because they was unwise. They didn't have a go through. They wanted to live their life. <laughs> oh, somebody. You know, I, I'm here. I got to live my life. Go on, live it. 
Live it to the end because when the end of it comes, that's all you're getting. They started out together and they all made preparations to meet the bridegroom. Look out how many folks started out in the church with you. And look how many of them fell to the wayside. Five of them were wise and five of them were foolish. The five wise had therefore their sights set to meet the bridegroom at all costs by doing extra. They took extra oil with them in their vessel. They didn't just uh, uh, depend on the oil that they had in their lamp saying that oh, he'll come before the light go out. He'll come before the oil run out. But guess what? You can't tell God when he's coming. And guess what? He may, and, 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 and the bridegroom may have carried on purpose. They said he carried. It didn't say he was late. He may have carried on purpose to find out who's real and who's not real. Ain't that what God is doing? He's carried to find out who's going to prepare himself to make it and those that's going to fall by the wayside. sight set on whatever it was going to cost. Not knowing the time of arrival, they took extra container of oil for their lamps. You know that we don't want to do nothing extra. We just want to do just enough. Look at all that Jesus did and all we want to give him is just enough.
leaning on God. The mother. And I'm not about a year in church. I'm bored sleep on pastor. Keep on sleeping. Keep on sleeping. The church gonna be gone and your tail still gonna be sitting there snoring. Lord gonna say, sleep on my child. <laughs> Woo. Lord have mercy. Help us, Lord. Five foolish ones was not serious enough to stay prepared to meet the bridegroom at a moment notice. You got to be ready at a moment notice. Saints, it's praying time. We need to go before God and tell God, Lord, whatever I have done, Lord God, I pray for forgiveness. Wash me over again from the crown of my head to the sole of my feet. Lord, I need all the blemishes and spots removed from my life because I got to make it in. And I cannot make it in like I am. And see, that's the problem with the church. We think that we can make it in just like we are. The devil is lying to you. Telling you, go and have your phone. You can do more than just go on to church. Go. <laughs> go wherever you want to go. But I just hope it don't catch you out there when he come back. Come on, somebody. You got to get out of that. It don't take all that. Yes, it does. And a whole lot more. Some are dead serious about their walk with God, while others are still procrastinating, postponing, Putting off what they need to do. Continually delaying important tasks. Having no urgency. Yet looking to enjoy the pleasures of rather than salvation. Bad when the church has still got party mentality. Party mentality instead of trying to seek God. Then time slips upon them, and everything turns into an emergency. That amazing, Pastor. You don't want to come to church. You don't want to be in the presence of God. But good God. 